0: I know what this one is, buddy.
1: Hitchfield. in
2: a back road town on the way to Montgomery. Hot. The only thing inside was a shack with a sign said, welcome to Bobby's.
1: I was asking for directions when a cowboy walked up and said, can I buy you a drink?
0: <laughs> All right, bring it down, Brandon. I'll tell you what, this Brandon's in the other studio, and he's having a lot of fun. This guy's dancing like uh, up a storm. That's uh, Heidi and Matt and the gang from Hitchville, and they uh, they played for uh, us and everybody else at Campers yesterday, and they one of the very, very best bands you'll ever hear in the state of Minnesota. And I I'm, and I'm probably want to go farther than that, but I just don't know enough of everybody else, but these guys are How
2: about their Star Spangled Banner?
0: Oh, At the, the end of the show. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, I've got that. I taped it. If you want it.
2: Yes. Yeah, send me that. Yeah, Take me in it. that. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the? I grabbed Diana's phone while you guys were dancing and took a little video of you two dancing. Well, you Aww. got
0: my uh, you got my video of you dancing, right? No, you send me that one. I'll... Oh, you're gonna get it. You're gonna eat this up, pal. <laughs> we had fun.
3: We yeah, had a lot yeah, of fun. Well, I gotta see cameras. that one. Oh
0: yeah, that, it's funnier than heck. Yeah, As matter of fact, when we go in the next break, I will show you the videos of of Brandon dancing with my pretty wife Diana. And it is what it's a classic because what happens for some reason it's only about a thirty-five or forty-second video, but halfway in, Brandon, it went into slow motion. <laughs> nice, <Yeah. laughs> so you can really Romantic. get the detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an absolute riot. But we're talking about the grand reopening at Campers yesterday, Mark. What do you think, pal? Man, the amount of work
4: that Sam and his family and helpers did was amazing. Um, I I pictured what it would be like in my head, and he surpassed expectations i can't believe they had such a big tent they had you know free beer and food for everybody for while i was there yeah and uh it food was still inc- five o'clock i and can't the- believe all the stuff they gave away it was absolutely incredible my son uh is strangely obsessed with cats because we don't have uh, a cat at home because i'm allergic but he he got his face painted and Power Lodge was there. Corey yeah. King was there. He had a great setup. And, every,
0: and uh, all of a sudden, when that happened, and you got you stood next to him, did you start sweating or shaking or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I started itching. My neck itched a little bit, but
4: um, it was a it was a great time. Really, I'm really proud of him and for everything he did. And whatever, re- I can't imagine how stressed out he was before that. I
0: can I can tell you well, Sam Sam and his family. It's not just Sam. It's it's his entire family, his in laws, and and. Uh, what they accomplished and what they did really was an amazing, amazing venture. It takes a lot of balls to take that next step to spend that much money to bring people into the store and say, hey, we're back, and we're even better than we were last year. Mm-hmm. And it was a phenomenal experience. I bet they probably had, I'm guessing, the people were coming and going the entire day. You know, we're talking about Camper's Sporting Goods in Blaine on Highway 65. Of course, Sam offed all and his family are new owners there. But they probably had, I'm guessing, about a 1,000 people – Throughout the day, and a lot of us go in the store and buy things. Of course, that's mm-hmm. the ultimate goal to develop relationships. But when it came down to the end, the last three, four hours when uh, Hitchville was playing, they probably had about two or 300 people just hanging around listening to the music. Because once you start listening to Hitchville or watching them live on a small medium like that, you're not going anyplace. I don't care if you've been there since 8 o'clock in the morning. You are not going to go until Hitchfield is done playing. It was a wonderful experience, and I was pleased and blessed to be part of it. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? Dave wants to say something. This is my
5: dad, Dave, who is joining us for Father's Day. Go ahead, Dad. Glad to be here. I came up this weekend to celebrate Father's Day with my son, my. Uh, Mark, Got a boy, and he took me to the biggest shopping center for f- for sporting goods I've ever seen in my life, I think. <laughs> and you guys did a great job of narrating that show.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of fun. You know, it was, it yeah. was uh, thanks a lot. I mentioned, I, I appreciate that. I yeah. was I yeah. helped Sam out, and and but it's fun for me as well. I'm I'm not afraid to get in front of people and BS and tell stories and try to make
5: people feel feel good. What's up, David? I was I was so impressed. I actually opened up my wallet and the mouths flew out and <laughs> I bought a bunch of fishing gear while I was there.
0: Yeah. And stuff you can't buy in your little Wisconsin yeah,
5: town, right? Right. Yeah, not a boy. I've been looking all over for some of the stuff I found there. It's a great place.
0: Yeah, and he's he's doing all the right things. Uh, I'm ex- I'm excited about being in his life and his family's life, and it was fun to yeah. be there. You know, you talk about uh, y- y- you give back. The more you give back, the more you're going to get in return. Usually, if you treat people with respect, and Sam's very very good at yeah. that. He had, uh, like I said, about twelve thousand dollars in. Items that were donated by the people who are in his store, you know, the striker and everybody else. I don't know who's got it, but they all donated things, whether it was fishing rods, fishing gear, shotguns, pistols, water skis, life jackets. And it was amazing and, and all for free. Now, this blows me away. And three of this happened three times. People are going there for this music that I'd pay 50 bucks to go see. Free food. Free beer for a couple of hours, maybe the entire day for that as well, and lots of giveaways. And I had more than one person come up when there was a giveaway, and they said, oh, have you got this in a different size or a different color? <laughs> really? You're getting this $50 item for nothing, and, you, and you're and you not happy? Can I trade it in? Yeah, trade it in by – go to, go to a Fleet Farm, right? You can trade it in there. <laughs> <laughs> One guy won a, a, about a $200 pair of skis, at least a $150 pair of water skis. I didn't know they had those at Capris. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. And, either. uh,. Well, they, they did that day. Anyway, and the guy said, well, can I trade him in for something else? You don't want him? Then go sit down. Yeah, or give him to someone who wants you got to be right? kidding me. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so it was, it was a very, very cool experience. Met a lot of great people. It's it's cool. What's cool about it, and Brandon can vouch for this as well. He sat with Diana and me for most of the night listening to the music and, and, until he was slow dancing with my wife. You know, Ooh, imagine, yeah. controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, it's nice. your fault for not slow yeah, dancing I, with your wife. Yeah. He beat me to it, man. He beat me to it. Anyway, so... Uh, but we met a lot of people and a lot of listeners to the Four Outdoorsmen. It was really, really impressive that there are more people listening to our show than we even we know. You know, I feel
4: like we're just talking to each other in the studio here. There's actually people listening out there.
0: Well, I tell you, especially <laughs> in after last night, a number of these people are going to be listening as well. I met a couple named Rick and Jane, and, and uh, I tell you what they listen a lot and and what i like about them they they talk hunting and fishing but they like to laugh they're crazy they're they're a little bit off the wall like super here and it was fun to talk to them and they'll be listening tonight i met a young kid named eric Not a young kid probably 40 talked a lot uh, to him he listens every sunday night in his garage it's his time he's married got a couple of kids whatever but sunday at six o'clock he's in his garage listening to the four outdoorsmen he has a lot of fun and uh I met another guy named uh, Harry Wise, I think it was, I think it was Harry, but his name was Harry. And he's been listening to the show, both us and Real Talk Outdoors, every Sunday. And he said, now listen, you guys talk too much about walleyes. Talk about something. Well, we, we do. We, treat, we, we talk, do? Don't. We don't talk much fishing at all. <laughs> no, no, see, I just show. tell stories, Harry. That's what I'm good at. I just tell stories. But it was uh, a lot of fun. And um He says, We're going to do it again next year. And holy buckets, let's hope we're around next year. Because I needed, that's a long day, man, to be on your feet and uh,
4: having fun. I wish I could have seen Hitchville. I had to leave right before that. Congratulations to my nephew, Noah Sternaski, who graduated uh, from Rosemont High School and is off to be an engineer at um, Iowa State. Cool. So he had a party last night, and my sister did a great job um, of putting that together. It was incredible. I know she was, they came over for Father's Day. Today and had lunch with my dad and my sisters, and uh, they had to take a little nap on, <laughs> in the living room. All three of them were dead. The, the party went into
0: the late night hours, and um, so they just needed a break, and that's okay. Everybody needs a break once in a while. Hey, I got a couple of here We have more things to talk about. We have got great guests today. We got a young kid named uh, Andy and his dad and his Grell G R E L L. Andy is a state champion shooter. Uh, for uh, he lived in Pillager. Wisconsin, He won a couple of uh, titles for the Minnesota State High School Championships. We're going to have him on first with Dad, and then Peter Sorensen is going to be on the second half of the show talking about Asian carp. And I want to find they're out. They're coming. Well, they're coming. I'm going to – I'd love to – you know, I, I know we shouldn't take this lightly. Let's have some fun. Let's sit out there with a tennis racket, go down the St. Croix River, Mississippi River, and get them flying in there and yeah. blast them out of the air. That'd be kind like, of fun. That's the only
4: reason I I would ever want to see that is because I watch those videos yeah. of down south. Yeah, and people are boating and they're getting hit in the face with fish jumping and all that. And yeah. uh, I think a
5: twelve gauge would be pretty good. I've That'd seen been... <laughs> I've seen those videos too. I'm sure that's not pull, legal, but man, pull. would that be fun? Yeah. Or a
4: guy with a net with a helmet on and and I've seen all sorts of videos. I and, wonder
0: if Peter Sorensen thinks those are funny. We're going to find out. I don't think they're easy to catch. I think that they uh,
4: they don't eat like regular bait, you know. Well,
0: uh, it's, uh, it's... We'll have to learn more about that, but... It's it's serious stuff. It's it serious is serious
4: stuff, yeah. and we definitely don't want that hey boys, in our lakes and
0: rivers. I hate to interrupt,
6: yes. but
2: uh, I got a special
0: guest on the line here. All real right. Quick. Caller, you're on.
6: It's true, man. This is Sam. I want to thank you yesterday
0: for all your hard work. Sam, Sam, I, Sam, I thought you were hairy. Out. Thank appreciate it. buddy. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. For, this is Sam off at all. Of course, the, our ex best buddy in the show here and
4: still best buddy. Yeah. Ex hosts. Yeah. But
0: yeah. Thanks, Sam. That was nice of you. We had a lot of fun. Sam, did I, you
4: uh, did you are you happy with how things went? Is there anything you do different? What what was your take of the whole situation?
6: I would have started drinking earlier. <laughs> no, it was it was fantastic. Um, I can't. I I was so I was so overwhelmed with how many people showed up. I uh, we had. I, I talked to Brad from Route sixty five. We probably had close to two thousand people throughout wow, the day. Cool. Is what they guessed. And um, I'm I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so humbled. I'm so thankful for everyone who came. Um, it just means the world to me, and you know, Hitchville kicked ass. I mean, they they were phenomenal too. And thanks, I want to thank all the vendors. It was great. I mean, we and the best thing is, is people spent money. I know that's you know, I, I didn't do it for that. I did it for awareness. But at the end of the day, you know, the best compliment for owning a store is someone buying something, right? Right. We we had a great day, and I'm just, it's just, I'm just overwhelmed. But I can tell you this: I have never been this sore in my life i got out of bed and i tripped walking into going to the bathroom i'm like i'm so sore and i sure i bet you're sore too standing all day but yeah yeah i'm, I'm so thankful for you buddy for doing that and mark thanks for coming power lodge it's just been great brandon thank you for hanging out all day too that means a lot And like you said Stu, and I, i'm not bs and i've done a lot of marketing stuff since owning the store but so far the best thing is doing stuff with bob fm and especially the four outdoors man
0: Sure. Yeah, you were mentioning sure. that. That's that. That I'm makes sense. I'm going to save that and send it to everyone. Sam, I well, contact. Sam was Sam was saying this to me directly, not not because we're here. Obviously, we're friends and all that. But he said the best response he's getting for the dollar he has spent is from people listening to the show on the Four Outdoorsmen. He honestly believes that, and uh, that's a cool, cool deal, Sam. So uh, yeah, it's been a little fun. Now, what's the name of the guy who owns uh, Route 65 again up in? Uh, East Bethlehem. Brad Boston Brad. Brad Fox. Tell Brad. <laughs> Brad Fawson, I, Fawson, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell Brad because you'll talk to me before I obviously. Tell him I kept my green uh, wristband and so I'm just. Can I use that next time I go to Route 65? I just want to know that. You know, just.
6: <laughs> well, you know, it's, in the, it's I hate to break it to you, it's true. Not everything is quote-unquote free. Just because you had a green one, <laughs> it meant I paid for a USOB, and I saw how many cocktails
5: you
4: had. Oh, honestly. <laughs> the bill came in, it was like uh, you know, like a, uh,
0: Walgreens receipt it was like 4 4 feet long. Yeah, you you look. Yeah. My receipt would look like yeah. those two kids who won the uh, 50-50 at the Twins ball game a couple of weeks ago. Remember that they bought 100 dollars <laughs> worth of 50-50 tickets. They had a 6 6 foot receipt thing there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam, will tell all you what?
6: Jameson Ginger Ale. <laughs> yeah, Jameson
0: Ginger Ale was it pal? I might have a couple of those later on when I go out and have a chicken wings with my buddy here Dave. Uh, here uh Mark's dad and, and Mark well, Luke. yeah.
6: I just, I was listening, guys. I just wanted to say, thank, you, thank you both. I love you both, and I want to say thank everyone for coming. And so we're going to do, like I said yesterday, it was the grand reopening, first annual, because we're doing that again.
0: I'm ready, pal. I'm going to. going
4: to be meant the it. the grand re reopening, or do you are you going to just yes. call it like Cappers Fest or something?
6: I'm just going to shut the store down for a Sunday and say we closed and then reopen it. We're going to have to re-re. <laughs> <laughs> I, think oh, I think I'm just going to call it a Capris parking lot bash. Let's have, a, let's have a big shindig and sell some stuff and have a fun time. So, all right, buddy. We gave over 120 items.
2: I plugged it tonight on the Homegrown Show. I said that it is going to be a yearly thing, so uh, don't make me a liar.
6: Oh, awesome. Keep her going. Yeah, I won't. I appreciate it. Appreciate right. you guys. Love you
0: both. All right, care, t- buddy. Congratulations. Hey, can I do a shout-out, or you got a couple of firsts? Uh, go ahead. Uh, John John uh, uh, Basie. John Basie is a guide, a friend of ours up in Ely, Minnesota. He took friends of mine. It's a Tori Tackle, correct? Yeah, so a Tori Tackle. He owns so a Tori Tackle. And uh, he makes all that stuff. Anyway, so he took Kerry and John Lambert out fishing last night. They were staying at uh, Veterans on the Lake, and Carrie and John weren't having a great time fishing the last couple of days, but John took them out, and they caught a lot of walleyes, and they had so much fun. They kept six nights fish, and John, they were thrilled, happy as can be. You saved their trip, and I sincerely appreciate you as a person. Uh, we're going to make it up to you, pal. I promise you that, that. but uh, thank you very much. <coughs> yeah.
4: Not only was he you know, a great guy for doing that, and your friend Carrie is a really nice person, that's just a reminder to those of you guys out there. If you're on a lake and you haven't fished it a lot, hire a guide. It's so worth it. If you're if you're spending the money to travel somewhere, you want to catch fish and you want to know what you're doing. So hire a local guide because uh, it will it will make it worth it.
0: Yeah, it really does. you know if, if you fish only six, seven times a year, you may as well do so. What do you got, Mark?
4: I got a couple shout outs here. Thanks everyone for writing in uh, to my Father's Day shout out post. If you want to give your dad a shout-out, just comment on our Facebook page. We can do another round later in the show if you write in late. But um, first one here is from Twin Cities Walls Unlimited. Hope you all had a great Father's Day with a great picture there. Bill Katz, our good friends, said, Happy Father's Day, guys. Dave Grell, who's going to be on later um, with his son, said, Happy Father's Day. And Brian Amberg says, Happy Father's Day, everyone. Way to go, Andy Grell. who who is going to be our first guest. Yeah, the young kid.
0: I don't know if he's a senior. I think he's a senior. I think he's a senior. We'll have to figure that out, I guess. Yeah. My Father's Day was wonderful. Have I got a couple of seconds here? Yeah,
4: we have three minutes. I had a
0: chance to go spend uh, Father's Day with my son, Mike, my youngest son, Mike, and uh, his... uh, a wonderful wife, Erica, and my wife and I went there. They live a, on a whole bunch of land in North Branch. And Mike, he's raising cows. He's, green Acres is the place for him. <laughs> that, one of those things, you know, and he's learning as he goes along. He's one of these guys that jumps off a bridge and builds a parachute on the way down.
4: I'm so, like, enamored by Mike and how he can just, yeah, I want to go farming. Yeah. And just learned it from, no one does that anymore. Yeah. No one just buys land and learns how to farm in in middle age. And he did it and he's being successful at it, and I'm so jealous it's unreal.
0: Wait till you wait till you see this place. I'm going to get you back out there. I think you were there once, were you not? I've been there quite a few times. He's yeah. been oh, nice enough right. to let me hunt there. That's and, right. A right. Uh, duck hunt on his little slough. But you got to see his new pool barn as well. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Anyway, so we had steaks. He's raising some cattle as well. We had some wonderful steaks, corn on the cob, and some uh, potato salad. It was just nice to be with my son, Mike. The shout-out here is going to be to my daughter-in-law, Erica. She is as good as gold. I'm telling you what. She's not only a nice lady. She is uh, by Mike's side. She works her ass off as much as he does. He when he, they were siding your horse, uh, your, your house. She's on the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they raise some cattle. Uh, when the when the cows are having trouble giving birth, she's right there pulling with my son Mike. She's raising, learning on a farm. She's doing all of this, and she's doing all of this with a smile. She's funnier than she hell. Is. She's A, a wonderful, wonderful lady. A great cook. And, you know, it's, it's, it's God's gift to Mike that, mm-hmm. that Erica is in his life. His He was going the wrong direction until he met this young lady, and we're privileged to have her in our life. So the shout-out is to Erica Heinen. Thank you very much for being my, do- my daughter-in-law. Wonderful. Well,
4: who do we have as our first guest of the show?
0: Hey, we got Dave and Andy Grell, Dave's dad, the coach, the shooting coach. I don't know if you call it shooting coach because they have five different – Events, you know, there's trap, there's skeet, I don't know what it is, and there's clay pigeons. What else they got? I don't know they so maybe he's the shooting coach, but the kid won a couple of state titles this year. Not one, not two. He won four state titles That's out of incredible. the five. It's crazy. And he's I don't know where he's going to school, but I'm hoping he got some kind of ride. So Dave and Andy are gonna be on in a couple of minutes here. Then at six forty, Pete Sorensen gonna talk about Asian carp. We got a fun show, man. Fun show. <laughs>
7: You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen, part of Bob Outdoors. It's the second annual Grill
4: Billy Days going on at the Butchery of Maple Lake, and you don't want to miss it. Four big days of savings and specials at the Butchery June 27th through the 30th, including a live Bob FM broadcast on the 29th from 2 to 5. Also on the 29th, come out and meet gopher hockey players Jimmy Snuggeroot, Luke and John Middlesdat, and Vikings legend Tommy Kramer. Live music Wednesday with three local musicians, and Mitch Gordon plays Thursday from 5 to 7. Plenty of sampling, specials, and Bridgman's ice cream, too. It's Grill Billy Days June 27th through the 30th at the Butchery of Maple If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20-yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods, and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors.
7: Have you ever dreamed of catching a 30-inch plus walleye? Hi, this is Brad Jouer, owner of OpenWaterTrolling.com. My partner Kay Howley and I are hosting a three-day summer walleye workshop in late August on Lake Vermillion. You'll learn how to find and catch trophy walleyes while trolling deep diving crankbaits in large open basins. You'll even spend part of the day with a guide showing you this technique. Learn more and register now for the summer walleye workshop on the Vermillion Dam Lodge website, vdl.com. Yes, that's vdl.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com.
4: Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side, starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale, going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details.
2: Next up. Straight talk from Doug. Ever noticed that saying no offense is offensive? Like, no offense, but you're overpaying for your wireless. See?
1: Offensive. That's the Straight Talk talking. Get unlimited plans as low as $35 a month from Straight
7: Talk on America's most reliable 5G network. Available at Walmart and Walmart.com. On the $35 plan, first 10 gigabytes data at high speed, then 2G speeds. Refer to the latest terms at StraightTalk.com. Based on most first place rankings,
2: root
1: metrics, second half, 2022 assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, not an endorsement.
2: Gilbert worked in retail and restaurant management for 14 years. It was time for a change. I recognized where
3: I was at was vulnerable to the whims of the economy.
2: Then he heard about my computer career. Gilbert went for it. In as little as seven months, I got all of my certifications at a fraction of a cost for college. He became an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. I can work from anywhere. I have more time for my family as well. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. This is one student's experience. Individual results vary. Want to see Willie Nelson live in concert? From now until Tuesday, stop by e Warehouse in Ramsey right off Highway 10 for a chance to win some Willie Nelson tickets. Look for the Bob FM
0: Registration Box, e Sig warehouse on Highway 10 in Ramsey. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, But well, it's not only about fishing, guys. Summer brings with it something to do for everyone, and 2023 is no exception. You know, I'll tell you what, festivals and entertainment, including Billy Currington on June 24th and the ever-popular Rib Fest with live music coming up on July 22. Visit one of the top five fisheries in the entire country and check out everything else there is by visiting DevilsLakeND.com. Bring your fishing rod. Bring your family. Hey, that's Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Hey, you want to talk about Balsam Beach? Now, pal, this is the state of Minnesota. Balsam Beach Resort is just five miles south of Grand Rapids. It'd be a successful fishing trip if it was only on 10 acres, but that's not what's happening here. This beautiful place is on Lake Plantagenet. A lot of water, a lot of great fishing there's good walleye, great crappie fishing there's excellent mus- musky fishing up there it used to be a secret as well in fact in 2022 a young high school kid caught two different muskies over 50 inches in two days consecutively that's a big deal balsam beach resort lake plantagenet Right now at
2: DealsOnRadio.com, you can get premium injection foam insulation from USA Insulation for a one-story home for less than $8,000. That's a savings of over $2,000. DealsOnRadio.com. Hey, it's Jim Erickson, and join me for the All Request Lunch Hour this upcoming Wednesday and every other Wednesday at the Buffalo American Legion, post number 270, noon to one. Request a song, have lunch, have fun. The Bob FM All Request Lunch Hour, live at the Buffalo Legion this Wednesday.
1: Total Country Bob FM.
0: All right, we made it back. Thanks for your patience, everybody. We had a little trouble there, and uh, most of it was my fault, but life goes on. Welcome back to the Four Outdoorsmen. I'll tell you what, Dave and Andy Grell of Pillager, Minnesota. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen.
8: Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks for having
0: us. Now, that's Dave. That's Daddy Dave, right?
8: Yeah, this is this is the dad. This All right. Are you,
0: are you and Andy close to each other? Can you see each other? Uh, no. All right. I don't care. No, Long we as, cannot no, we see can't each listen.
8: other. We're not able to see each other.
3: Well, that's some, the house.
0: Sometimes that's really good. Welcome. Hey, Andy, thanks for being on the show with us as well. Well, Thanks for having me. Yeah, boy, you sound like you sound like you're not a 17 year old kid. My buddy Mark Lukey is next to us. Hello, welcome, and uh,
4: happy Father's Day uh, to you. Uh, which one's the dad, David? Well, let's hope it's not Andy because Dave would
0: be pissed off. I'll tell you that.
4: <laughs> Andy, you're the dad. <laughs> happy Father's Day to you, and uh, you've obviously done a great job, and we're so excited to have both of you on and want to learn more about the sport. Um, we're all about. Uh, you know, high school sports, and this is a great one for us. So congratulations, and uh, I can't wait to hear more about it.
8: Well, this is, uh, um, it is one of the fastest-growing sports in in high school right now, and, and we're part of the USA Clay Target League. And this started, oh, golly, uh, several years ago. I think it's uh, about 16 years ago, uh, maybe a little longer than that, with trap and it's just been the last few years that they added uh, three other disciplines. So we have trap, five-stand, uh, sporting clays, and skeet. And uh, so they shoot four different disciplines. They're, they're totally different from one another, and, and uh, it's quite a ride. It's a lot of fun.
0: I'll tell you what, Andy, you tell me this. I, I, I've shot shotguns and rifles most of my life, but I haven't done much of the stuff you're doing there. Just clarify, just be simple with it. What is the difference between – Trap shooting and clay target shooting. Andy.
3: Um, Andy. Well, trap shooting, you have um, five stations kind of in like a quarter of a half circle, and you have one thrower, and it oscillates back and forth, so you really don't know where the target's going to be, but it's going to be in the same general direction. Where skeet, you have a high house and a low house, so basically a trap house that's tall and a short one, um, pointing at each other, and then you shoot from eight different positions in a half circle with one station in the middle between the two. And then um, five-stand, I call it like a lazy man's sporting clays. There, that's for me. So you have <laughs> we, um, So we have uh, five stations. They're set up very similar to trap. Um, and then you have between five and eight throwers throwing different targets in different directions, so it's kind of random. And then sporting clays, which is my favorite game, Um, that's really kind of up to the target setter. So um, I've seen between 8 and 16 station courses, between 50 and 100 birds, Um, and so there's two throwers on each station, and so they're all kind of different, and it's really up to the target setter on what they present.
5: Go ahead, Dave. S- sporting clays is a real challenge. I've tried it a few times. Yeah. I thought it was good, but no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's uh, the guy to my left is Mark Lukey. That's his dad, Dave Lukey, who came into the Twin Cities to visit him for Father's Day. All right, let's let's brag a little bit, Andy and Dad. You can brag about him as well. Andy, what did you accomplish? You were in the state high school tournament this year, the state championships. What did you accomplish?
3: Well, so in five stand I took third overall in the state championships of the tournament. Um in overall targets hit throughout the season, I took first. Um sporting clays, I won my st- my second state championship, um and I won my second overall title again this year. Um in overall targets hit throughout the season. And then trap I took twenty seventh overall. Um throughout the season with total birds hit with a 24.2 average. And then for skeet, I took, I haven't shot my actual trap state yet or my skeet state, so those are pending. Um, and then for skeet, I had an average of 24.5, and I was high overall for points. Well, I tell again. you what,
0: you know, hey, hey, Dave, did you, did you anticipate this when this kid, when Andy was 10, 12, 13 years old, could you see this coming?
8: Well, I, I'll I'll tell you this: when when Andy was in seventh grade, and I was just a shooting coach, I wasn't the head coach uh, at that time. Andy walked up to me uh, mid-season and said, "Dad, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot in the Olympics," and and that's a that's a true statement, and we haven't looked back since. So, uh, sporting clays is part of the Olympics, but obviously, he's certainly working towards that. So he puts the time in, no question.
0: Boy, I tell you what: what's the what is the Andy, you, you were 27th in trap. Why, I, why is that more difficult? If sporting clays is probably the most, the most difficult discipline overall, why did you end up 27th in trap? Do you not particularly work that hard at it? What is the difference?
3: Well, I, I give my all for each discipline. I mean, I work equally as hard, um, but trap is just a tighter playing field. Um, I mean, I believe the gentleman who won high overall missed two targets the entire season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh boy! Well, that's uh, that's a the, the
8: field is much larger on yeah. on trap. There's eleven thousand yes. two hundred eighty nine shooters in trap. That's the that's the largest field, and and the others are are, are big, but um, there's not as many participants. So um, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a bigger field.
0: So well, twenty seventh out of eleven thousand. Okay, oh, I take it we'll back. Take that's it. pretty yeah. good, Andy. Listen that's... to you
4: over here, Stewart. What's wrong with you getting twenty seventh out of eleven thousand? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Andy. What got you started in this game a long time? I know your dad likes to shoot and all of that. Did he bring you along when you were three, four, five years old to hunt? How'd you get started?
3: Um, so I got started. Well, I started hunting with my dad. Um, just kind of going with him while he was deer hunting and stuff. When I was about six, seven years old. Um, but then when he became a coach for one of the local trap teams when I was about uh, nine, ten years old, not 9 years old, I went with him and he was like, hey, you should try this. And I'm like, yeah, I should try this. Looks, <laughs> looks fun. Yeah. And so I tried it, and then I just haven't looked back since.
0: I'm going to ask you this, uh, David. We talked a little bit about this a couple of days ago when I had you on the phone. I don't know. how. First, tell me, how many how many shells does Andy shoot a day in practicing? Or let's say just make it a week. And who, who pays for all these shells? I mean, where does all this stuff come from? Well,
8: we, <laughs> we normally don't talk about uh, cost, <laughs> particularly <laughs> with my wife listening. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. However, I can tell you that he practices, um, let, let's put it in, in terms. So Andy shoots uh, between forty and 50,000 rounds a year in just practice. And then he um, he's got about 12,000 targets in tournament play. At a boy, at boy.
4: Mark, hey, Andy, what kind of gun do you shoot, and uh, why? Why do you like it and use it?
3: Um, so I shoot a Kregop K80 um, Pro Sporter. So it's a high rib. Um, it's a true sporting gun. Um, I shoot it because it's well balanced, low recoiling. It's very heavy, by the way. Mine is ten pounds.
0: Wow, that's nice. Um, and
3: I, yeah, it's incredibly heavy, yeah. but it's it's all done by design so all the weight is in the receiver and so it's in between my hands and so it just allows for better gun movement and just an overall more smooth shooting
4: do you have to swap out the i mean that many shells i mean can can a gun handle one gun handle that many in a year
3: yes so when you so i used to shoot a browning 725 and i wore it out in a year mm-hmm. i had to have it rebuilt so from last from the august before the last to last august um, I wore it out, and so um, I bought my K80 so I wouldn't have to deal with a worn-out gun.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. Good for you. I yeah. don't. I, that's a question I never would have. I thought guns lasted forever. Although the gun, I use my thirty. So 30, you're putting
4: fifty thousand. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I I use my thirty thirty
0: once. You want to go deer hunting, and I use my Remington eight seventy. Uh, maybe three times a year. Once for a couple of ducks, it be and good once for a couple yeah, I, I could. It'll all live me. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, Dave! Dave, how has the growth of of this sport been difficult for you and everybody else in high school who is just trying to become coaches and this stuff? Uh, say, ask that question one more
8: is time. The, I didn't is, has, catch all
0: that. has the growth been difficult? It seems to be growing exponentially. Yeah, oh, the growth. Yeah,
8: uh, the growth. Um, no, well, the growth is growth is um, you know we lose so we have a, We have a, a our team. Um, I think it probably holds pretty consistent with most of the others. Uh, we lose uh, to graduation uh, as seniors, usually seven to eight a year, and we're adding about nine to ten a year. So we're we are consistently growing. Our concern, obviously, is if we can sustain uh, to go. How big can we go? And because uh, we do have to fundraise for this. I mean, oh yeah. Um, our team, our team budget uh, runs about fifty-six thousand dollars a year. So. We do that through fundraising and and um, uh, donating time and things like that. So, yeah, it takes it takes a big uh, commitment from the coaches and and uh, the school and the community to make the program go. Yeah. The know, school really, doesn't typically uh, pay for this.
5: It's really a shame that they don't give college scholarships for something like this. Do they really? They do, do right,
0: Dave? Do they give college college scholarships for this stuff? They do, don't they? They do. Andy, they do. Andy as a
8: matter of fact, Andy Andy is a participant uh, from Montreal College in North Carolina. He he uh, he's going to college on a scholarship. That is
0: true. Great, great. At a boy. Good
4: for you. That's yeah. that's awesome. North Carolina, is that a, is that kind of a hub for the shooting sports? Obviously down south it's a big deal. Um yeah, well, so the,
3: the, North Carolina yeah. Go ahead, Andy. North Carolina, Georgia, just kind of that whole eastern seaboard um is where all the Big sporting clay shoots are, and then a lot of all the like um, niche shoot, shooting, like um, bunker trap, international skeet. So all the main shooting sports are on that eastern seaboard, and a lot of the competitions are too.
0: And are you a hot commodity to the young ladies at school, being a superstar like you are? Do you have oh, groupies? Do you
4: have groupies? Because <laughs> you're so successful. Is it? Do you just? you know, walk down the halls with your shooting vest on and all the, all the girls just ooh and ah at you?
3: Nope, I'm
0: just some normal dude in high school. <laughs> boy, boy. You talked about the Olympics. What is your goal as to when you want to be in the Olympics?
3: Um, So, I really, so the Olympics, they don't include sporting clays. All right. um, they have bunker trap and international skeet. And so, the NSCA has um, large shoots, um, So I really haven't had interest in the Olympics because it kind of doesn't have what I want.
8: I but understand
3: that, I might yeah. Try my, I might try my hand at um, different Olympic sports later on after I've kind of figured out what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, but so Sporting Clays, they'll have regionals, um, a U.S. Open, and the national championship each year. And so that all follows the um, Winchester um, championship tour. And so you just compete against all the top guys in these regionals.
0: Have you ever thought? Have you thought yet about what kind of vocation you want to do when you get out of college?
3: Um, well, I certainly don't want to come back to the Midwest. It's cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a boy, yeah.
5: That's
0: that's a good enough goal for you. I would go. I would go to South Carolina as well. That's where you're going. Yeah, good for you, yeah. man. Good for you. Congratulations, young man. We're talking again with uh Andy Grell and his dad Dave and and Dave thank you very very much as a parent for what you do you guys don't get enough credit and I know it's fun to have your kid on the team but you would be doing this obviously if he wasn't there as well and you guys anyone who coaches little league up to I don't care what it is you're doing it for free you're doing it because you love the sport and you deserve all the credit in the world so thanks to you 100 percent sir you know what I mean
8: I, well, I appreciate that, and, and we do it for the for the love of the sport and, and the passion of the kids. All
0: right, take care of yourselves, Andy. Good luck in college. Uh, we're going to have you on in a year or so. I'm going to put it my phone right now. We're going to see where you are and get the old man and you on, on the radio again in 2024, all right? All right, that awesome. sounds good. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks, guys. You well bet. done. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Can you picture that? Whenever you're ready, Brandon, I don't care either way, but <laughs> – can you picture that? Uh, forty to 50,000 shots a year. Wow. And to be the best, you can only miss two in a season. <laughs> season. Yikes. I would. I missed two seven pins last week in my bowling league, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that, that kind of crap. Be right back with uh, Peter Sorensen.
1: Chuck and John in the morning.
4: This is yours truly, The Napper Chuck Knapp from the old Nap and Donut
0: Show on KS95 to be joined by Kim Jeffries from KS95, Dennis Carpenter, Dan Hertzgard on June 21st from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. as Total Country Bob FM sheds light on Alzheimer's and dementia in honor of the longest day by hosting a group of beloved radio personalities. We'll use their voices to shine a light on the 100,000 people here in Minnesota living with Alzheimer's on june 21st from 10 a.m to 3 p.m and this year it seems appropriate to call this time the era of new hope total country bob fm has created a fundraising team and encourages donations to the association which can be made at mybobcountry.com. Bob-F-M. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devils covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten of possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakennd.com, and thanks. Call Dezeal
2: Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dezeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dezeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dezeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. (laughs) DezealHVAC.com
4: If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20 yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors.
2: Landcastle Summer Extravaganza presented by Burcon Outdoors is celebrating its 7th annual event September 14th through the 16th on the Winstock Grounds near Winstead, Minnesota. Hook up the Ice House and join us for a weekend packed with vendors, seminars, a live trout pond, music, barbecue, and more. Check out new model ice castles from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Live music by Slamabama and Cindy Joe Music. Sponsored by AZZ Galvanizing, Cats Covers, and Security Bank & Trust. Tickets and information at landcastlesummerfest.com.
7: Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our softshell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com.
0: A Balsam Beach Resort is just five miles south of Bemidji, not just to fish, but completely enjoy a memorable family experience. Sure, multi-species fishing on beautiful Lake Plantagenet is superb, but with the heated pool, all the lakeshore water toys, basketball court bonfires at night balsam beach resort is a must patty and clint they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless and your guests are going to make memories and they're going to last a lifetime trust strewman on this one check out balsambeachresort.com
4: Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side, starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale, going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details.
0: All right, welcome back to The Four Outdoorsman, everybody. I'm here, Steve Straczynski, Mark Lukey, and Mark's daddy. And he's here to celebrate uh, Father's Day with Mark Lukey. So anyway, we got to talk to uh, Peter Sorensen here. Peter, thanks for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. All right, Peter, we, now we're going to talk about aging carp, but I've got to know more about your background. What are you doing? What is your full-time job you're clarification your title and where do you work and all that and oh how, well i'm a professor of fisheries
1: uh, conservation biology at university of minnesota and i've been there for 35 years now
0: well, uh, so ahead, you Mark.
4: know what you're talking about that's a good thing yeah because I, I don't think you could uh, be more qualified so. <laughs> to talk about asian carp and we have a lot of questions obviously we've heard about um you know the threat so it's we're really glad sure. you could come on and tell us more about the species maybe what they do to, um, you know, our rivers and lakes and how how we can stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely. um, I'm really uh, pleased you're you're, uh, concerned about it because it's uh, entirely appropriate. Um, So basically I should start out by saying that the Asian carp, that term uh, really incorporates uh, several species of carp from Asia. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's a uh, silver carp, which is the one we'll probably be talking about today, which is the jumping one. Yep. The big head carp, uh, which is sort of a close relative but doesn't jump. A grass carp, which eats vegetation. And there's a black carp that eats mollusks. And there are a couple that never made it to the U.S. But those four comprise what the DNR typically also calls invasive carp now. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit confusing. And then there's also. The common carp which came over from Europe in the 1880s but we're not talking about them they're sort of a different different thing I used to study them but now we work on the silver carp mostly why
0: were they brought so, to the United States in the first place
1: great question um, well it was it was let's put it this way it was a great it was an interesting idea uh, they they were brought for different reasons but the uh, silver and the big head carp which we're talking about today were bought Primarily with the idea that they could clean out sewage treatment ponds and uh, nasty uh, lakes that had, you know, too much algae and yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. And uh, they would do that safely and easily, and they wouldn't escape. <laughs> and it was a lot better than herbicides. So that was the idea. Now, obviously, it didn't pan out too well because they <laughs> did escape in the 1970s, some time ago now. But that's, that's, that was a you know, really good idea, but uh, not that great, I guess, Or not a really good idea. Interesting idea.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting idea. How long have you been studying the the Asian carp and this entire problem?
1: So, you know, I've been studying invasive fish uh, since I arrived in Minnesota, just so you know, um, in 1980s, actually. Uh, But I've been focused on the silver carp primarily uh, for the last uh, decade or so, something like that. yeah, so that, that's uh, that's a while, and uh, I've been uh, involved in various Mississippi River groups, so uh, I've been learning about them from colleagues to the south and reading about them, and I have them in my lab and working with the Army Corps of Engineers, so we've been pretty much focused on them for the last 10 years.
4: And uh, we've all seen videos, and it's just incredible to see, and we mentioned this earlier, the silver carp, and, you know, it's almost dangerous, people boating around and... and you just see the whole surface of the water come alive and they all start jumping. Is that just a a defense tactic or what is it about those fish that, um, you know, that makes them want to jump like that?
1: Well, (laughs) it's hard to think like a fish, right? But (laughs) presumably, um, at least for me, but, uh, that's presumably what's going on here. It's an anti predation, uh, thing that they must've evolved in, in China where they came from. And, um, it makes sense. Uh, people have actually been fishing these things for thousands of years. It's one of the oldest fisheries on the planet. So perhaps they evolved uh, that to avoid being caught.
4: Interesting. Anyway,
1: it's just the one species that jumps, the yeah. silver carp. But it's it's quite uh, dangerous because, uh, as you've seen in those videos, and we've seen it, and I've actually unfortunately now seen it in the state of Minnesota, uh, uh-huh. they, uh, they get to be 20 to 40 pounds, and they can leap up to nine feet of the water. No kidding. Wow. So if one of those hits you, it's a pretty serious thing. Yeah. Of course, it takes a lot of fun out of being out in the water. <laughs> are, are these or it makes fish, it a whole different experience, let's put it that way. Yeah. Are yeah. these
5: fish uh, edible? Do they have the same bone structure like a common carp would? Or what, what yeah, they? that's
1: a great question. They're highly edible. They're the third most eaten fish in the world, actually. Um, millions of tons are eaten. Uh, but almost entirely, of course, in Asia, although people in India and places. But the issue is, and they're pretty tasty. Well, they don't have a lot of taste. It's a nice white meat, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, but the issue is they're extremely bony. Uh, right. uh. So I think that's a detriment. Uh, at least so far, no one in the U.S. has been very interested in eating them, except like uh, carp, carp burgers and carp dogs and right. things, which they eat in Illinois. Curve. Yeah. Can they be
4: it's, caught with a traditional, you know, hook and line? I, I've heard that they're kind not, of not,
1: not, yeah, uh, sort of. They can be snagged. Yeah, the thing about these fish that's, uh, you know, so interesting scientifically, but so devastating ecologically, is they're filter feeders. Right. Uh, so, like a boss. So they actually filter down to a few microns, the width of a human hair. So, you know, there's, you're not going to catch them with bait or anything, right. but you might be able to snag them or pull them in with, like, dough balls. Apparently people fish them for them that way. But, you know, archery, of course, is uh, the big sport to Mm -hmm. our south. And I hope it doesn't turn into that here, but I suspect it probably will.
0: Let's talk about a couple of years back. This was a big, big story three, four, five years ago, I remember. And and obviously there was a threat to our our lakes and rivers because of, of the big head carp and the silver carp. And I thought they pretty much had it under wraps. There was different ideas as what we can do to prevent them from coming any further north and then I thought all of a sudden the whole story went away and all of us now now they're back what happened I thought we had this thing taken care of well
1: I thought we did too um, my my uh, re- research group has been working on it for 10 years and had a lot of money from the lottery system which we're very thankful for and we yeah. have developed what we think are fairly reasonable solutions I mean nothing's a hundred percent but Efforts that are really worth trying, much better than doing nothing. And honestly, the issue is it just wasn't funded in the last legislative session. Oh, boy. So um, it's uh, now we're still in this position where uh, there's only one solution been proposed, which is the one our group came up with, and um, it involves a series of things that could, could occur at certain locks and dams which would prevent them from moving to Lake Pepin, at least for a few decades, we believe. Uh, we've done everything possible. We've swam them in swim tunnels down in Mississippi. We've studied them in the lab. We've done computer models with supercomputers. We've gone out in locks and walked and dams. We've measured the flows, talked to the Army Corps. Wow. We've been to England. We've developed uh, sound and light barriers that, uh, and tested them now in Kentucky. And it all adds up, but it's been hard to convince people that I think the threat, I don't know really quite what it is, but the threat is real, but of course it is. They swim upstream, you know. Right. And uh, they come from Iowa to Minnesota, and that's, I think people just get a little complacent. I think Uh, you're right.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. Well, we don't like anyone coming from Iowa, but uh, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) anyway, why don't you tell us a little bit about, I mean, we're all familiar with Common Carp and what they can do. To lakes and stir up the bottom and kind of uh, you know push yep. out some other fish. Now this is a filter feeder. Does it does it um, vastly impact the local species? What what do these carp do? It will. They're va-
1: vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eat. Uh, I would say, well, it's like common carp sort of on steroids, maybe yeah. or something. They they clean out the the water column itself, not the bottom. They mm-hmm. won't really touch the bottom. And when you can filter feed that efficiently, and you can filter feed up to a third or even half your weight in a day, wow! Uh, then it, it's, uh, it's been devastating. All I can say is it's been quite well studied in Illinois and uh, Iowa and places, Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky. I go through all these states, and down there, unfortunately, they've seen about a decline of about half of the uh, native fish populations in many locations with these carp are located, and the sizes of the native fish are, you know, game fish are smaller. Mm -hmm. So it's been uh, not a very good uh, experience down there, which is why they're spending millions now trying to remove them any way they can. And there aren't very good uh, uh, techniques to remove them, unfortunately. So it all boils down to prevention. And uh, that's what we've been proposing at one particular location, Lock and Dam 5, because it seems... What well, is particularly impassable?
0: All right, I'll tell you what, Peter. I'm a left-handed pole hog from the east side of St. Paul. Answer this question with one simple sentence. What is filter feeding? I don't know what filter feeding is.
1: Uh, well, it's it's when um, an animal moves through the water and it, like with a filter, and it grabs tiny particulates
0: okay. so that
1: microorganisms in the water. That's the base of the food chain, and then swallows them and eats them.
0: There you go. So that's Thank Does you. Does that work for you? <laughs> <That> sounds good. <laughs> Even a pole lock like me can, it, it can get like that good. Like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, honestly, Dave. Uh, just
1: like a vacuum cleaner. You d- put them in green water that's filled with lots of microorganisms that, you know, is the base of the food chain, yeah, okay. and it's clear afterwards.
5: All right, pretty. Dave's got one I, more question. I keep hearing about the battle of they're trying to block it for going into the Great Lakes down in Chicago area. Is there any progress along that line?
1: Well, I, I would say that the... Uh, the, there's an electric barrier up in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, I guess you'd say it's a success because there are very few uh, invasive carp found in the Great Lakes now, and it, it worked. Uh, the situation up there is a little different than Minnesota. Uh, there are two things. One is the the piece of water, with the canal. That they have this electric barrier in. Is it's fairly small. It's not like the whole river, mm-hmm. and. Frankly, they had a huge budget. They spent like thirty million dollars on that structure. Wow! And um, and uh, so so in Minnesota, it's a little more complicated because we've got the whole width of the Mississippi River to deal with, and people are frankly put off, and, and I think rightly so by electrical current because uh, for for instance, I've been up at that electrical barrier, and there's actually arcing. It's pretty scary. <laughs> not bad! Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, you don't. Uh, it's not a. Uh, it's not the ideal way to go. So we've been pursuing what we call behavioral deterrence, and these carp have excellent sense of hearing. They can literally hear into higher frequencies than most fish, and if you project those sounds in the water, it repels them quite effectively from lock systems.
0: That's a and pretty if good pick idea. you the right
1: lock system, you've got them.
0: Yeah. We've, we ta- I remember hearing about that a couple of years back as well, and I thought that made a whole lot of sense to me. You talked about, of course, these, these uh, silver carp are, are coming north, and now they're into Iowa, and they're coming into Minnesota Are the people in the DNR and the government in Iowa as proactive, if you want to call it proactive, as we are in Minnesota? Are they as concerned as we are? Are they helping with this problem?
1: Well, they are helping. I I really can't speak for Iowa, uh, but, no, they don't seem as proactive as Minnesotans, although, honestly, I'm still waiting for someone to put some money down and get the system in the water before it's too late because the biggest fear for me in that you know a single— Silver carp can contain up to a million eggs. If they get above, they get into Lake Pepin, for instance, you know, with this beautiful lake to our south here, and they reproduce, then you don't have a few female carp. You have millions of carp, and that becomes intractable.
0: For a successful sound barrier that you're talking about, and again, it makes sense to me, how much would that cost the state of Minnesota?
1: Our estimates were 10 to 20 million to install it. and there was some concern, you know which which I would say is very good value for the money because you can it would run uh, it would probably save us many decades before other uh, keeping the carp out before other solutions maybe could be developed. But if you don't do this, places like Illinois now are spending a couple million dollars a year on commercial fishing just to remove them to make fertilizer out of them. So you know in a few years, you've spent the cost of what that barrier would cost. And you've saved a huge, expanse of beautiful river up here and all the fisheries and everything.
0: And so, in, a, in addition to all the money that, that fishing brings into the state of Minnesota, we've had the numbers before. It's in the hundreds of millions, whatever it is, you know. So, you know, if you don't have the fish, uh, you're not going to get the licenses and things aren't going to keep on rolling like that. Exactly. So, yeah.
1: Exactly. If you look at it, well, you know, I, frankly, I've seen the value. <laughs> I don't know the value of the river fishery per se, but it, it's the value of fishing in Minnesota is in the billions. Yeah. when you calculate all everything in yeah so this is this is uh, peanuts frankly
0: I'll tell you what and Peter Peter and we we thank you for what you do and it's it's got to be like knocking your head against the wall sometimes because people don't take some of this stuff <laughs> seriously you know and and yeah. you're you just got to be so frustrated so we thank you for doing all the stuff you do because well, thank,
1: thank you very much yeah, but for this this is our life show. as well
0: we love the outdoors Mark's got three kids he takes some fishing a couple of times a week all summer long and is this a big big part of life For everybody in the state of Minnesota, so you got to keep fighting, man. Don't give up on us, all right?
1: Well, thank you. I'm not. And I I think people should contact, uh, I'll say it, the government officials in the DNR and say, do something now before it's. Too late
0: i appreciate it we got it peter yeah. we got to let you go we got to get off the air right now but again thank you for being on the floor well, thank you so much i appreciate it you we'll, bet we'll keep working all on. all right it. buddy take so, care of yourself okay take care that's a thanks special again. man you bet sir what a cool guy you aren't kidding how smart is this gentleman yeah. huh smarter than me man. <laughs> hey thanks to peter Sorensen from the university of minnesota Uh, Dave and Andy Grell, the superstar shooting champion from Pillager, Minnesota. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. Student man here, Mark Lukey, is going to get out of here with his daddy, Dave. But before we do that, Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.